Welcome, everybody, to the GBO Podcast, where we're talking Gamecock basketball only. Brought to you by Modern Exterminate. We know what bugs you. As always, I'm Sumter. And I'm Bryce. And this week, we are again joined by our pal, Glenn. Glenn, how you doing today? I'm great, Sumter. Um, how could I be bad when the Gamecocks are undefeated in basketball? The word, fellas, that I have for it is joy, really. Mm-hmm. We gotta, we gotta find some joy. You, it's hard to find joy in other sports, but in men's and women's basketball, that is not a problem. Undefeated, undefeated. Joy Friday night. There's definitely some joy Friday, Friday night. That's for sure. And it came crashing down on Saturday, but that's okay. <laughs> we don't. We, yeah, we're not going to mention that because we're only going to focus <laughs> on basketball. But Friday night, it's always nice to beat a team from the Upstate. Yeah. Hey, any anytime you can beat. Clemson in anything. It's just a it's just a wonderful time. And we're not talking about Brandon Martin's USC Upstate. Just to be clear, we're talking about <laughs> Clemson University. Yes. Um. But anyway, so uh, so it's been one heck of a week. So I've had COVID all week, and I uh, haven't been able to go to. I haven't been able. I went to the women's game Monday night. Haven't gone to a game since. There's been two men's games since. So, fellas, what's it? Uh, what's colonial life been like? Well, first of all, we had a um, exhibition game in Lamont. What I love about him already is he didn't lose his exhibition game, so that's a start. And yeah. then the second, and then the second game, South Carolina State, first game of the season, he defeated a team he was supposed to, you know, beat. I thought that was good, and that was good. Then we beat Clemson, and all of a sudden things are great. Um, the atmosphere, South Carolina State. I would think it was a light crowd, maybe four, five thousand. Um, but that Clemson game, the students came out and they felt that was all an the electric lower, atmosphere. They felt that all the lower was very electric. And they went it to the was upper it, deck. Uh, was it what was it better than any game last season? I feel like it was be- it was up there with the LSU game when Gigi was visiting. Yeah, I, I thought the atmosphere was probably better than, than most every game we had last year. I was very impressed with the amount of people that turned out, and they got to see a win, so they'll probably come back. That's a great thing. Yeah, Bryce, and we have to say this, like, kudos to Ray Tanner as much as it, as much as we hate to. But just, like, this game normally is, like, what, December 23rd? Something one like that? kudo. One kudo. One kudo. Kudo. He did move, kudo he moved to Ray Tanner. He moved the game up. The students were in, and it made a difference because it was rocking for Clemson. Yeah, well, uh, so so let's kind of just go ahead and get into it. The Clemson game, going into the game, what were y'all thinking? Do you think we had a shot at winning? I just wanted to be competitive. That was my initial thought. Well, Clemson came in ranked 11th or 12th in the um, – ACC, depending on which one you looked at. So I thought our chances were good to win. I mean, we were picked dead last in the SEC, so it was the battle of the bottom of the conferences, if you think I, about it. I, I felt that we had a shot at this thing, and then that SC State game happened. And just like, I, I, you know, do we want to talk about that first year for a second? Like, I mean, it was first game jitters for State. I mean, I think it was the team figuring out because, again, it was a bunch of players that didn't play much last year, returners, and then you had a lot of freshmen and transfers. They had to figure each other That's out. That's true. I mean, these guys have never played together before, except for a game against Mars Hill and a secret scrimmage against Charlotte. 
But and um, you got to you got to think. I mean, SC State's going to come in there. They're going to be juiced up. This is going to be their biggest game of the year. So they were probably juiced up to play us. It was their they Super Bowl. Def- they definitely were. They, they had two guards that were awesome too. Like those guys made everything. Um, but uh, but just so Paris in the SC State game, he rolls with the starting lineup of you know we had talked about the starting lineup on the season preview, and uh, he. Rolls out there with the starting lineup of Jackson, Hayden Brown, Chico Carter, um, Jacoby Wright, and who'd I leave off? The um, another guard, Michi Johnson. Yeah. So so Michi, Jacoby Wright, Hayden Brown, Gigi Jackson, and Chico Carter. And so basically, right off of the bat, just a tiny lineup, and. He basically played this lineup like Jackson and Hayden Brown at the four and the five, the half the game or more, and our inside defense was terrible. And BBJ was the the, um, the transfer from Illinois. He was, I guess, hurt his ankle a little bit, so that's why he was out. He would, you know, he started at the four um, the or Clemson five game. in the Clemson game. So they went with the smaller lineup, and I mean, it was curious to see how Wright and Chico Carter were going to play, just because. Both of them were kind of really in Frank's doghouse last year, and you really had no clue if they were going to, you know, step up to the plate. I did. I did not have Jacoby Wright starting the game one on my bingo card. Well, Jacoby Wright looks like he's really made some improvement between his freshman and sophomore year. I've been very impressed with that. He made I mean, three pointers. He made three pointers. Well, I didn't see that coming. Like, like, we're undefeated, but only by, f- what, five points is the differential here, you, you know, total. And, uh, like – But does that matter? It does not, but we're not undefeated without Jacoby Wright. Like, That's uh, I, like, I, like the, I like the fact that Paris can win close games. And uh, he's shown twice now that he can win close games. So, um, it doesn't matter if they're close or – I mean, a blowout or not, we're winning the games. And I just like the fact that we're actually winning close games now. And Gigi, I think, I mean, what a great opener to his career. What, 18 and 10 for his first season game? And then second game against Clemson, I think he was only 12 and 8, but he was consistent is what I would say. And and I think he's the first low-post player we've had since maybe, what, Chris Silva that can make a jump shot. That's just nice to have a guy that can make Mm -hmm. a jumper. Uh, so let's let's wrap up uh, SC State here real quick before we get to the big you, you know the big star of the week. Uh, but so SC State game opens up. We were pretty much in control for the whole first half. Well, and, I would uh, say the first five or six minutes, it was close back and forth. It, but, but then we but then yeah but but we had the lead. We, we weren't ever really down by more than like two. And uh, then we opened up a double digit lead. Uh, and go into the half with the lead, come out, and then and then it kind of gets a little dicey. Well, I do want to mention that, you know, Michi, you know, kind of rolled his ankle in the first half, and while doing it, he did lob it up to Gigi off the backboard. I don't know if that was on purpose, and then Gigi jammed it. That was pretty cool. It's got to be, like, the greatest play while spraining your ankle of <laughs> all time. For like, sure. <laughs> but I mean, he he rolled it, and that kind of lingered into the second half, and you know, to the Clemson game. And Michi kind of been, you know, that ankle's been bothering him. But I mean, overall, 
that first game, you had Gigi with 18 and 10. You had Hayden Brown, I believe, with 21. I mean, if it wasn't for Michi, you know, hurting his ankle, what did he have? I wanted to say he had 12 or 14 first game. But the, the big three that I thought, you know, that were going to be the stars were the stars in that first game, which we predicted. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're the three best players on the team. Like like Hayden Brown, Gigi Jackson, Michi Johnson. They're like, all going to have to be in double digits every game for and, us to win games. Yeah, like they're all going to have to play well, and uh, and they they at least played well down the stretch uh, of the SEC State game. Uh, State made it, got it really close. Uh, Gigi made a couple of big time defensive plays down the stretch stretch, which I thought was really great, and uh, he also got a really big rebound at, at one point, and I just couldn't help but think how like at some point during this, during that second half, when the lead was slipping away and everything, how like, how like what a time a former coach might've thought it was to, you know, to teach a young kid, you know, a lesson, like, like to prove a, to prove a point to a young kid in his early in his career, maybe take. So what you're saying, so what you're saying is he'd pull all the starters and put another wall on. That, that, yes, is what I'm saying. I'm saying that Frank Martin loses his game to SC State. But hey, Lamont pulled, pulled Gigi or Hayden whenever they made a mistake, and he kind of hugged him on the sideline and said, try to work on this. <laughs> I, I will say this, and I don't want to hate on Frank too much. Like, right. Frank's style is Frank's style. We knew what we were getting when we hired Frank. And there, there were times during Frank's tenure when all three of us liked Frank. You know, like um, – and, and we, we knew what we were getting with Frank. But after 10 years of Frank, it is nice just having the the inverse, basically, from a personality standpoint, you know, out there on the sideline. It's a nice change of pace. And having a rotation of eight or nine players without walk-ons, unless the game's over and then you're playing the walk-ons. That's refreshing because it's not a, a round of church basketball where every player on the team has to play. Yeah, I mean, SC State, like, he, he played nine guys, but he really only played seven. You know, like, what, what, what were the minutes on these guys? Um, you had your starters. Jackson went 34. Chico Carter went 38. He played more because, you know, Michi hurt his ankle. Michi had 25, Brown 27, Wright 32. So, really, the guys off the bench was Zach Davis with 18, Josh Gray with 14 minutes, and then you had Hank and Sanford with nine, and then Sparkman the walk-on. He played at the very end. So, right. And so he, he played eight guys, and one of the eight, he played less than 10 minutes. Right. So I yeah. love that. I, we haven't had that. That's refreshing. We haven't had that in 10 years. Yeah. Frank never, it, never did that. It's great. No, it's just, let me rephrase that. absolutely great. The one time Frank missed the game against LSU and our backup assistant was the coach – we actually played eight players that time and almost won at LSU. But that was without Frank. You can see the pattern. Yeah, also like five guys had COVID. That's right. <laughs> but, but anyway, uh, but it yeah. was good to see the team win a close game. Look, got a little scary, dicey at the end, but a win's a win and great start to the season when you start 1-0. So, so my biggest thing about SC State and where I was from a mindset in watching the SC State game and how it almost got away is that we really didn't play any of the big guys at all. Um, like, like Bozeman Verdon was injured, obviously, right. and wasn't playing. But, like, he only played Josh Gray 14 minutes. 
And, um, and so I was very nervous going into the Clemson game that we were just going to get eaten alive inside. And that didn't happen. It happened because, you know, guess who came to play? Josh Gray was a man. Yeah. Like, was just a man. He, he was everything that, that we thought he at, could at least be, even if he can't, you know, shoot a basketball. We always he was everything he should be when he's walking off the bus. Yeah, he matched, <laughs> his, he matched his walking off the bus with his gameplay. They yeah. matched up. Yeah, and like, and it's, it, I think it's so funny that he like, like we're watching this SC State game, and I'm like, well, here we go again with Josh Gray. Just like he can't stay on the court, so we're putting Hayden Brown and Gigi back in at the four and the five, and letting SC State get everything they want to down low, and uh, and then boom, I thought Clemson was going to kill us after the SC State game. Now it, it did help that Bozeman Verdonk was back. How was his defense and presence down low? Is he actually? I think he's solid. He's built like a truck, but he, I mean, he got in a little bit of foul trouble early. He's going to have to control that, but he, I mean, he controls his area. He's built like a tank. All in all, I thought he played well, personally. But again, he, I hope he doesn't turn into Silva when it comes to fouls. He got some quick fouls, but I, I know we probably complain about the refs every game, but they went from calling no ticky tack to ticky tack the whole second half. The, the screen, the, the 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 moving screen that he got called for, that I think was his fourth foul, was uh, was was just At not questionable. Yeah. yeah, that was. Uh, I thought that was the worst call of the game. Uh, the, the announcers, the announcers were making fun of it uh, on on the broadcast. They were they were they were laughing about how uh, it's just not there, guys. You mean like, the B list announcers? The B list? Yeah, yeah. They, they were making fun of the refs. But it was it was nice to see, I guess, down the stretch, Lamont played his best players. Michi roughed it out with his hurt ankle. And yeah. Chico and Jacoby Wright, I mean, they're they're not having sophomore slumps to start the season. Something, Jacoby something Wright else. is making three pointers consistency. Yeah. Consistently. So, Something else that uh, what you're saying about what Paris did down the stretch, Bryce. Um, so Bozeman Verdant picks up that fourth foul. Guess when he comes back into the game? Five minutes. Like the eight minute mark. It was like at the eight minute mark. It was right after the eight minute timeout. It was like seven and a half minutes left. There is no way that Frank Martin would have put him back in the game, uh, like until after the four minute timeout. Same you know, like with Hayden Brown. Hayden Brown came in with six minutes to go with four fouls. Yeah, he he just he let the guys play with four fouls and made the refs foul him out. You know, and like and and obviously it worked. They didn't foul out, but um, but you know, like it that it is what it is. Like like that's he's he's playing his guys. Um, he he played Hankins Sanford seven minutes. Eight now other guys starters. Minutes or more. Look at the starters, though. Chico with 31. Michi with 31. Jackson with 34. Playing your starters the majority of the time, unless they're in foul trouble. Who would have thought Hayden that Brown could with work? Hayden Brown with 27 with, with foul trouble. You, you know, right. like, just, <laughs> it's awesome. And then so you you're saying Josh that Gray. Lamont Paris trusts 
His player's judgment. Is that what you're trying to say? It, or or he's got eight guys and he doesn't have a ninth guy. Or right. he's proved his points <laughs> in practice and not in the game. Oh, Maybe he's proven his points. Prove your points. <laughs> but, I mean, highlighted this. I mean, the person that surprised me this week, my surprise of the week, Josh Gray. Consistent, strong play. Of course, he's only scored a few points, but 10 rebounds, a few – was it one or two blocks? I think it was two blocks, but I'm telling you, one of those blocks was off the backboard, and it was a man block and just – you know, he mm-hmm. it went out of bounds or near out of bounds, and he's you know, flexed on the guy, and he was letting him know that he's a big boy. Love that. Josh Gray is becoming the player that I always thought he could be. But um, he just looks like a man now. He looks like he's also improved over the offseason as well. And Jacoby Wright, first game three of five from three. Jacoby Wright, this game two of two. Who would have thought? Man. Man. I mean, I, I'll tell you what, though. I'll, I'll tell you what. Uh, we have replaced Eric Stevenson in a guy that never saw – with Michi Johnson and our guy that never saw a three-pointer he didn't like. <laughs> Michi was shooting three-pointers from 23, 24 feet. Yeah, I think Frank would have pulled him at that point. Oh, I mean, yeah. Especially, it was like the first half of the SC State game, and Glenn, I was so upset I wanted to the stands with, so that I could have just basically asked you uh, if Michi Johnson and Eric Stevenson were on the same team, would anybody else shoot the ball? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think Michi's seen a whole lot of shots he doesn't like. I mean um, – but the the shots he was putting up towards the end of the um, Clemson game somewhere ill advised, I would I would say. And then you had Chico Carter four of six from three. I mean, he did, he did not have a good game against SC State. No, but you know, if other players are playing good, you don't have to have your best game. But uh, but it, it's 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 wonderful. So one thing that I do like is that this team seems like. There's like five or six guys that can all make a three, you, you know, on the team. Number one and number two, Harris is just like is telling them shoot it, boys. Like, like right. they are, you, you know, in the in the SC State game, I, I'm sitting here like we're going to shoot 43 pointers, you, you know, like the, the way that the first half went. Now they cooled off and they started going inside a little bit more and everything, but uh, but just and they also started missing them a little bit more. But um, but yeah. Well, so what you're you saying, guys, yeah, they're not worried about getting pulled if they miss a three-pointer. <laughs> they are not worried about that. None of them are worried about that. They're playing loose. I agree with that. Um, mm-hmm. But would you guys both agree if this game was at Clemson, we would have lost it? Yeah. Yeah, most likely. I think that was the difference, the crowd. We tried to lose it. We yep. tried to lose it, you know, in, in the colonial, in colonial life with the crowd on our side. Well, the ref calling that box out foul to get them two free throws with seven seconds left was bull crap. Uh, who calls a box out foul with seven seconds to go? Well, between the refs and the lazy passes, we could oh, have there are four of those. Yeah, those are bad. Mm-hmm. But then you have a guy, Chico, who only played I think maybe four games, five games last year. Comes in, Lamont doesn't call the timeout, which Frank would have called the timeout. And then mm-hmm. you have, he goes down, he kind of gets caught in the corner, guys. 
and you're thinking he's not going to even have a clean shot, and he does a little pump fake and gets a little space and does a little what eight foot. He, he also doesn't. He also doesn't throw it to Michi Johnson, who is wide open and calling <laughs> for the ball. But well, I Michi, thought he was dead in the water on that play, and then he created a little space for himself and got off a nice little jumper. And well, uh, nothing well, but net. And and this is especially something to say for a play like this is that it's a different play than it is in regulation because the Clemson kid is just not going to foul it, you know, and so he's mm-hmm. going to play off and just let him, you know, he, he, he deflected, he, he kept him from getting to the rim. He's just, Oh, t- you want to take a step back and kind of, and kind of try to create your own space and not pass the ball and throw that shot up. Sure. I'm not going to try to block it because I'm afraid of fouling you. And then boom, turned out he had a decent look at it when he got up in the air. Well, winning's winning. You can't start better than 2-0, and and it kind of leads us into we have, what, a few days for the team to get healthy, and they Can are Can I make one in. final point about the Clemson game? That kid Hall from Dorman, he's a player. Um, I think well, uh, PJ we is a player him. with him. Yeah, yeah. PJ. Mm-hmm. He is a player. And he, he was he was, really, he was playing hurt, too, wasn't he? he yep, it was, he was first game back. The game. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and so, and so, yeah, the team is a little banged up. Like Hayden Brown, uh, I, he looked, he, to me, played a good game. You were, uh, you know, before we got on the pod, you were a little disappointed. Um, well, I wanted him to go up stronger when he was driving the lane. He always ended up coming up short a few times, but I mean, he'll learn that this isn't the, you know, the SOCON, but yeah, he had a couple of plays where I thought he was playing a little timid. And um, a couple of shots, I think he could have probably driven rather than coming for a three. But it was his hamstring that he had hurt, right? Correct in preseason. Yeah, and so and so if uh, you know, with a guy coming back off of a hamstring injury, that that could be the reason why he's going, why he he doesn't trust it yet, you know, or it's just not a hundred percent. And uh, as to why he might have not might be going up softer than you would want him to there, Bryce. Well. There's always things that we can work on. Is it my modern exterminating what bugs me this week? It could be. It could be. <laughs> mm-hmm. So is it? Are we doing the modern exterminating we know it bugs you now? Like, <laughs> I just, yeah. Why not? It's always a good yeah. time for that, isn't it? Yeah. Well, so modern exterminating, we know what what's bugging you this week. Um, is it Hayden Brown, Bryce? Hayden Brown bothered me in the Clemson game, but – I'll give him another chance. I'm not, you know, holding any grudges. Just, you know, play a little stronger next time. Honestly, there's not much bugging me. Like, I, I'm not being bugged by by really anything. I'll tell you what's bugging me a little bit are the lazy passes. That lazy pass against Clemson could have cost us that game. That two-point uh, where we just threw the lazy pass and, and they went down and dunked it, that could have cost us the, the game. Those two points were critical. Yeah, that got old, and I would say we need to work on our free throws. I think it was only Gigi that might have made two free throws in a row. Isn't that the story of the last 15 years, though, of Carolina basketball? Yeah, we need to improve on that for sure, but I think we've so, always been. No, I'll tell you what's bugging me, though, is that uh, in the SC State game, is Bryce dr- jinxing people shooting free throws. So in the What SC do you mean? State what do you mean? Game, <laughs> in, the, in the SC State <laughs> game, we're 100% from the free throw line. 
Bryce tweets out something about us making all our free throws. We shoot 60% the rest of the way down the stretch. All <laughs> your fault. All your fault. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so anyway, that's a modern exterminating. We know it bugs you. As always, uh, this season, we've got this, the G, what is it, the GBO discount, Glenn? Yeah, uh, just call in and ask for the GBO discount. Uh, you'll get 10% off your first service. And um, now's a great time to start. Now, Glenn, does that get them that does that get them to actually have you at their house doing that pest control treatment? You know, you've asked me that before, and unfortunately, it does not. If I'm out there doing the service, then we're probably going to have a big problem. Okay, so you got some people, <laughs> great great workers under you that will handle that for them. Oh yeah, they're much more qualified than I am to handle that. All right. Well, that leads into uh, basketball for the men. Their next game is Thursday against Colorado State in the Shriners Charleston Classic. Which, unfortunately, we've been talking about this a little bit. I've had I've been out of work with COVID all week, and so I had tested positive and have been and have had to quarantine. Result, I'm not able to take off any work. I don't think we're going to make it. Are we, Bryce? I don't think so. And I think Glenn, you're on a cruise or on some trip. Yeah. I'm going on a cruise, so I'm not going to be able to make it either, but I'll be watching from afar. But anyway, Bryce we'll work on – yeah, go ahead. Bryce and I are planning on making it, and so we'll we'll figure something. We'll, we'll probably – we'll obviously have a lot of content out because it's going to be a big weekend for Gamecock Hoops. You got – you know, we played Col- Colorado State, who made the tourney last year, tourney team. Yeah. I don't know how five many o'clock. people have, have a returning. We have five o'clock game, and if we, if we win that, we play the winner of Davidson – and Virginia Tech, no, no, Col- no, College of Charleston. Yeah, Davidson College of Charleston. Excuse me. And yeah, then that we would be their home Virginia court. Tech. And then it right. could be Virginia Tech or Penn State in the championship game. Right. So, and then that would be Friday, and then you they're off Saturday in the championship game. And I'm assuming the runner-up game would be um, on um, Sunday. And uh, and in addition to that, it's a big weekend for the women too because while so the colorado state game is at five the women's game against clemson that's at clemson will be, i think it's at, at six o'clock on thursday um and uh and then they play stanford on sunday when the championship game will be happening so it's going to be yeah the 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 women play at clemson on thursday the 17th at six and then at stanford on sunday the 20th at three and so it's going to be a big hoops weekend all the way around. Well, that leads into women's basketball. They played two games this week. And, I mean, we don't have to talk about the first game they played against East Tennessee State University, but they beat them by 70. I will say this. A couple of things about that before we get into the Maryland game. Uh, first of all, East Tennessee State game is the only game I've made it to, you, you know, uh, this season. It was gr- Great atmosphere. Drop the banner. Uh, Destiny Henderson was back. Was back to get her ring as well as the rest of the team. Um, just really exciting game. And uh, you know, East Tennessee didn't have a chance off the bat. But uh, I thought it was really interesting that Raven Johnson got the start. I don't think we were uh, w- w- expecting that when we did the women's preview. And right. then, um, and then I'll tell you, man, when this team clears the bench. I don't even know what that means. Like <laughs> the whole team is good. Just Watkins, Cooper, uh, the two freshmen are awesome. Uh, Fagan, who who didn't play a ton last year, 
Fletcher, the Georgia Tech transfer, looked great in the game. Um, and then some of the people that have been here for a while, you know, Amihair, um, Cardoso just coming off the bench. But most importantly, Boston got her double-double. But that is true. Boston got her double-double uh, just – and – just, just really dominant game, and then what a great it, problem to have when you clear the bill. Yeah, like, and you have five stars coming at the eleven and twelve spot off the bench. I mean, what a great problem to have. A, a friend of mine texted me, just like I don't remember Raven Johnson last year. Who is she? And 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 I'm just like, well, she tore ACL in like the first game, but you know, it's just the number two recruit in the nation from you, you know two years ago. It, it just it's just fantastic. And in typical Dawn style, she schedules ranked team on the road first week of the season. And Friday night, uh, while the Clemson game was tipping, they are in uh, College Park, Maryland, playing uh, number 17 Maryland Terrapins. I fortunately was able to watch the whole thing. Y'all, did, were y'all able to see any of it? Getting into we got the game? to see a little bit of that second half. Well, your dad was watching the game on his phone. That's and right. And so we, we got to catch a little bit of it on your dad's phone. And Sumter, from what I heard, it was a very tough first half. It, so it was – it actually looked like last year's team where uh, – like last year the theme of the team was if you wanted to beat them, you had to you had to get up on them early. And uh, that they – we often started slow, took a minute to get into our rhythm and everything. And uh, that kind of happened a little bit in this game. And then um, third quarter happened, and there was a little bit of a, a little scuffle. Um, yeah, I was going to say that scuffle woke him up, didn't it? A little bit. Uh, I think they they were already awake and putting it to, and starting to put it to him, but but that definitely uh, that woke him up a little bit. And uh, you know they played they played really well. It, it's really unfair when Cardoso and Boston are on the court. Like, yeah, they went on like an 8-0 run or something like that right after the scuffle happened, didn't they? Yeah, and 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 um, uh, Cardoso was in it. I, I still – I was having problems with the sound on uh, on ESPN2, and so I actually didn't have sound on my TV when, when I was watching, like when it happened. And so I wasn't 100% sure, like, what the scuffle – like, there were no punches thrown, and there was really not a ton of pushing and shoving either. But uh, – but there was definitely some things that were said, and um, and uh, Fletcher, the Georgia Tech transfer, uh, had the ball when the scuffle happened, and then Cardoso got into it with with another with another Maryland player, and then they just put it to him. Well, whatever uh, they said, they need to keep saying it all year. They long. poked the bear. They poked the bear. Yeah, they yeah. definitely did. Uh, when when Cardoso is in with Boston, they. When she is being guarded by the Maryland's second biggest player, and Boston, Boston will just come out to the three-point line, and they'll just throw it down to Cardosa, and it's just not even fair. Uh, like she just catches it, turns, and just like did it like four or five times, and like it just—I I don't know how you guard us. And most teams don't else. have a six five six seven starting down low or in there at the same time. Yeah, and then like, and then we, and then we just got a, a, a hair coming in at the small forward as I like like she's what six four, six um, four. You, you know, and, and just 
like the, the team is really tall this year. Uh, we weren't super, super tall last year. Uh, we, we obviously had Cardosa in Boston. Cardosa's better is, is clearly better, which is going to be incredible. And, um, and both freshmen are tall, like Watkins looks good. And so, and so does Cooper and uh, Cooper's tall for a guard. Like it, they don't look like freshmen. They don't look like yeah. freshmen. We're going to be a team that's tough to guard, man. And Boston got another double double. That should just be the usual. Yeah. Also, the other thing uh, in this game that I thought was absolutely critical, uh, Zy Cook is, is so far coming into her own as a senior. Uh, she shot the ball at least from three great. She From elsewhere on the court, she was struggling, and she just started getting to the line. She started driving and getting to the line. She's taking um, over games is what she's doing yeah. now. And, and she, she could do this last year and her sophomore year, but she would often just be fine letting Destiny Henderson do it. You know what I mean? Like, and, uh, and just, and, and she would kind of in, in big moments or in big games would end up not having, you know, her, her best game or anything, but, um, you know, we're going to need her down the stretch. You know, we're going to need her Sunday against Stanford. That's for sure. Well, now that Destiny's gone, I think Zaya's going to really come into her own and make this her team possibly. And you got Raven and Fletcher battling out for who's going to be the dominant point guard. Yeah. Can you imagine? Can you imagine leading the ACC in scoring two years in a row, leading the ACC in assists three years in a row, and uh, transferring somewhere to uh, to not start and uh, be the backup to a sophomore who didn't <laughs> play as a freshman. <laughs> like, like just, just that's what this team is. They're just so good. Well, I'm sure they know that going in that, you know, if you come here, you're probably not going to get the same amount of playing time you got. And we're going to know how good they are um, someday. Cause they, that's the, like, that's the thing we've circled the game. We've circled all year. There, there was a lot of, like they dominated Maryland. Uh, I, I want to say the final score was like 25. Um, yeah. And um, they, uh, but if they go into Stanford and dominate Stanford, like that's like that's it. I, who, who else is who else in the in the league is is on is going to be on Stanford's level? Well, UConn without Paige Burkers, Brookas, Beckers, Beckers, Brookas. You know they're <laughs> they're they're they'll be good, but not great without Paige. And then Stanford, I mean, Stanford is, I don't know if we're going to go out there and dominate, but if we go out there and win, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I would, I'm not saying we're going to go out there and dominate. I'm just saying that this is the litmus test for the season. And if they do go out there and dominate, then, like, then just this team, like, y'all. Another this team, undefeated season. I, I don't want to say undefeated season. Like, that's, that's obviously way too much pressure. Mm -hmm. And, like, they had no business losing to Missouri last year last year um bad games happen and so so to expect them uh to win every game that they played but if they if they if they bring their game they can win every game that they play you know like if they're on and the other thing even if they're not on like the the rebounds in that maryland game just they weren't shooting the ball great um during the game 
and just like it was almost like the offense at one, especially in the first half. The, the offense at one point was just, you know what? Just miss a shot and get the offensive rebound and lay it back in. <laughs> we we out rebounded them 55 to 32. That's impressive on the road. Yeah. It helps to have five. Well, the rich keep getting richer, don't they? <laughs> that bring us into the rich keep getting richer and that we've yeah. gotten some uh, recruits. Uh, we almost got as many rebounds as they had shots. Wow. Not it, it went about ten off, but but yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but anyway, so speaking, yeah, twenty five point win Sandy. on the road, eighty one fifty six. Nothing really to complain about there. Yeah, and and to, to what Glenn's saying about the rich getting richer, uh, Don also had a little bit of a week in the recruiting front uh, with the uh, in the women's department. Two five stars uh, well, committing is uh, no complaints from me. With two five, yeah. Well, we already had the commit from Chloe Kitts, didn't we? She just signed. Well, yeah. no, it, yeah, well, it happened in the I think since we had the pod. No, we talked about Chloe Kitts committing on the pod, man. Okay, well, it's Pre-season still fresh, it's still fresh. She she signed, she signed, and then uh, but but uh, on Thursday, the night before the Maryland game, um, Malaysia Fullwiley, I believe is how you say her name. Uh, she's senior at Keenan High School, so right here in Columbia, number 13th player in the country, um, committed to the Gamecocks. Destiny and, Henderson 2.0, she's about 5'7". Maybe. You, you know, like, I'll, I'll take a second Destiny Henderson. <laughs> but that, what does that put us at? Two five stars and the two four stars, high four stars so far on the class? Is, is Destiny Henderson going to be your, your women's version of Carlos Powell? That's right. Great, great comparison. Just, got it. If, if it's right. a small guard, if it's a small guard, you want her to be Destiny Henderson. That's, That's right. No <laughs> That's right. Uh, but uh, but but no. Um, but also, how about this? Like, what's with women's basketball in Columbia, South Carolina? What do you mean? We just happen to have five stars in the backyard. Ain't no thing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Full Wiley's number thirteen player in the country. Um, what what was Watkins? Watkins was like twelve or something, wasn't she? Well, I don't recall before Dawn got here that we had all this great talent in our backyard. The Asia Wilsons and all were not in our backyard, were they? I, I just don't remember. Well, they could have been, but we wouldn't have known because they weren't going to go we, play for Wabi. If, if they were, <laughs> well, they were going. To, if they were, they were going to Tennessee with Pat Summit, Glenn, or they were going to Geno. Yeah, yeah. The, the, or that. But uh, so I, I'm really not sure. But like no, no no so full Wiley's number ten, uh, Watkins is number um, is number was number I think thirteen, and Asia was number one. Um, so that's uh, what, what what year was Asia? Asia was a senior in what 2014? 2015? 2014. 2015? 14. Okay. 14. 14. Asia's Asia's going to be a senior in 2014. Uh, is going to be and so from 2014 on to here. So that's eight years in eight high school classes. Uh, I guess nine because Full Wiley's the class of 23. So in nine high school class, so one out of every three years, we've had a top 13 player in the country. That's like I feel like that, that's that's kind of incredible. Um, and and am I missing anybody? Is there anybody else that uh that that we're leaving off of this list that was that's from Columbia that was that high? Elena Coates was a five star. Elena Coates was. She, in there. she went to what Spring Valley. 
Dutch Fork mm-hmm. or Irmo, one or the other. No, no, it was it was Asian Dozier that went to Spring Valley. Yeah. Um, and so Elena Coates was that was was that high, and uh, I, I, Kendra Duckett was that high too. She was the same class as um, as Wilson. She never she didn't track at um, she she wasn't. I, I want to say she was in the twenties, like she was twenty or twenty five, but um, she didn't uh, she didn't she ended up not graduating from the you know from the program, but just look, look at all this women's basketball talent in uh in Columbia. Like, well, a lot, of Dawn, five, a lot of five stars. All we know is Dawn, if she makes the call and the person lives close, she's probably, and she wants her, she's going to get her. I was not at all worried about Full Wiley going anywhere else. If they're from Columbia, I mean, I expect to get them. At this I, point. I, I expect to get them. All you have to do is just send in Asia. You know, just, just like have Asia call them. You know, like, well, if they're from Columbia and they're a men's player – I expect North Carolina to get them. But if they're from Columbia and they're a women's player, I expect us to get them. Well, I don't know. Gigi broke that real quick. Well, North Carolina did get him first. Did he? I mean, they got him first, and then he we were kind of his second choice. But I'll I say mean, we'll start a streak over to stealing recruits in North Carolina. We can start that streak. We just need to convince more guys from Northwestern to, to transfer to North Carolina. That's 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 <laughs> to, to, to take spots. <laughs> All right, is there any modern exterminating? We know what bugs you, bugging us this week for the women. We already did it. Oh, for the women's. For the women. Nothing, nothing, nothing bugging me for the women. Is there anything that you could ever think of that would bug you for the women? I mean, they're just on a roll. What, what well, usually we're a little low on the free throws, but we shot 81%, so I can't even complain about free throws. So I'm good there. Yeah. I, I will say this. This didn't necessarily bug me. It might have bugged some of the fan base a little bit. Um, but um, I think it is such a subtle but yet powerful, like, like metric of our pro- of where our programs are, mm-hmm. where I'm on Twitter. I'm just – I'm at home with COVID uh, Friday night. Can't, can't watch the games. And I'm, I'm on Twitter just kind of – Reading what reading you know what other people have to say, seeing if seeing if PJ Hall is going to play, if Redonk's going to play in the Clemson game, uh, the women's game tips, and right around when the women's game tips, um, people start realizing that the Carolina Clemson game isn't on television. It was on ESPN Plus or SEC Network Plus. Like that was it. Like it, it, like if you had cable, you couldn't watch it. And um, and meanwhile, the women are just like playing right away on ESPN too. Just, I thought that was thought that was very interesting, and uh, just a statement for where our programs are. That our women's program is just just from a television standpoint draws better than our men's does. Well, be on the well, lookout also from a from a standpoint of fans. I mean, look at the yeah. difference between the men and the women's games. I mean, it's crazy the difference. Yeah. Well, I'll be on the lookout. The number one player in the country in the twenty twenty three class. Jadia Watkins out of California. I I think her, I don't know when she has her commitment date, if she said it, but we're in her top three. So Stanford in her top three. Stanford is in the top three. And and I'm just going to go out on a limb and guess who the third is. Is it UConn? I don't know who the third is, but that could be a safe bet. (laughs) Uh, if she pulls, she pulls like pulling a Carolina kid like that from Stanford when Stanford's program 
is is as strong right like as you you could Stanford fans could argue that their program it could sell their program as being as strong as ours is right now it's not but uh but just um pulling a kid away from Stanford would be a big deal so we'll see what happens there maybe she'll be visiting you know Stanford for the game when we're playing out there Sunday well, anyway, what else we have, guys? Is it really? Just uh, just a big week. Uh, it's funny. The men and the women, they're going to be playing. They're going to overlap in playing time potentially twice this weekend again. On Thursday, you know, the, the men are tipping at five. The women will tip at six. And then on, and then on Sunday, the women will tip at three. Uh, what time is the championship game of the Charleston Classic, Bryce? I want to say it's around two or three. On that Sunday, so they might be. So the Stanford game might be happening at the same time, right? Does anybody I, want to go out on a limb and say that we're going to win the Charleston Classic? Uh, not ready I, to say I, that yet. I will go out on a limb and say that I think that the women's team will go in and beat Stanford. Okay, <laughs> I, I have more faith. I have more faith in the Gamecock women. I would going on the road to the number two team in the country and beating them than I do in us being able to win the Charleston classic where there are no ranked teams. Would you guys well, honestly, be happy? I, I think if we go in there and beat Colorado state, I think our chances oh. are pretty good because I think that's our toughest opponent or, or is there somebody that I'm overlooking? Virginia Tech <laughs> on the other side. I mean, guys, when we were talking about the men's preview, uh, just like we, we did say that we thought we could win the Clemson game, but it was a toss-up. It was one that we might lose. And we said two and one would make us happy in Charleston. Like, if we go two and one in Charleston, that will be content. Uh, yep. I, I'll tell you, though, three and oh, I, I think it's in the cards. And, it, you know, if they go three and oh in the Charleston Classic. Well, if we bring our fans, right, coming out center of our state, if we bring some of our fans, I like our chances. I mean, it's in our home state. Why not? Bryce, is going 3-0 and in the Charleston Classic good enough to get ranked? No, not this early. It'd be nice, but it'd be a good start. It'd be a good start. Yeah. It'd be on pace, though. They, they would look like – Agreed. But yeah. I, I'll, if we get 2-1, and one, I'll be pleased. I'll be pleased, too. Yeah, I, I'm not trying to – I'm not wishing for everything, yeah. But Lamont started out strong. Let's just see what he does in the second week of the season. Yeah. But then we'll probably we'll be doing another pod with you guys probably uh, next Sunday night after all those games clear out on Sunday. We can recap the second week of the season. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, I mean, do we want to do one potentially – Friday, do we want to do a men's pod Friday after the two games that they play and then, uh, you know, kind of preview in the, 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 where they stand? Well, let's um, see. Let's see how it goes on Friday. Yeah. Let's just see. There's a lot of basketball this weekend. We will have enough material for two pods. Right. Plus, I'm itching to get out of the house. So, obviously, <laughs> obviously we're doing this on Zoom. Um, so, uh, let us – so, if it sounds different, you know, let us know. Um, this, uh, this is the first zoom pod that we've done, uh, in the, in, in our now over a year endeavor in this enterprise. Well, hopefully but, uh, it sounded so, good. And, uh, 
you guys got any thoughts or questions you want to hit us up, we're on, you know, Twitter on GBO underscore pod and Gamecock Basketball Only at gmail.com. Yeah. All right, guys. Anything else before we close out the show? Nothing else. Go Cox. Yeah. Go Cox. We'll see you next G- week. GBO out. <laughs>